Welcome to our ancient future story, Navigating Scripture Through the Eyes of Family, where I share with you biblical stories as a family member would share a story around a dinner table. As children of God, we are a part of God's family, and His family story has a lot of history. Each week, we will take one story and talk about it, the cultural, historical, geographical, and sociological impacts. We will look at these stories from the perspective of our ancestors through the lens of ancient times in hopes of learning more about our family. This is our ancient future story. Hello everyone. I'm Vic, and this is our Ancient Future Story. Before we begin jumping into our very first podcast, I want to let you know a little bit about why I decided to start this podcast. I wanted to begin this podcast because I believe we are a part of God's family. In my personal family, I am the oldest of three girls. Vic, that's me, Caroline, and Elisa. I am three years older than Caroline, and Caroline is ten years older than Elisa. As a toddler, one of Elisa's favorite things to do was to ask us to tell her a story. She would constantly say, tell me a story of when Vic and Caroline were little. And so we did. We told her every story we could think of. Stories of birthday parties, swimming lessons, family vacations, and sibling rivalries. We even told her about the houses and neighborhoods we lived in. We told her about holiday traditions, and we watched home movies. We did everything we could think of to tell her about the family that she is a part of. And now, this is how I want us to look at scripture. We are children of God, co-heirs with Christ, adopted into God's family. But now that we're in the family of God, there's this ancient future story that we need to learn about. all To learn all about this amazing family we are now a part of. God's family has a lot of history. Stories of great victories and terrible despair. Stories of war, slavery, miracles, and the provision of God. Stories involving the ancients of old, the prophets, and the disciples. Stories of God's love and mercy and protection. And it all points to the leading character of Jesus. And we need to know this story. Throughout this podcast, we will open the pages of history and step back in time and recount and relive our story. We will walk with family and discover each town, explore major kingdoms, and experience miraculous victories. My hope is that at the end of this study, we will see that these are not just characters in a book that someone just thought up and wrote down, but that these are actual people who really lived, who are our ancestors. So I encourage you, grab a cup of coffee, find a comfortable place to sit, and get ready to hear scripture like never before, through the eyes of family. As we prepare for this study, I want to give us a quick crash course of our family tree from Adam to Jesus. This part may be a little technical with our genealogy, but I promise it will help us see how all of our family stories fit together. So, 
Let's go. First on our family tree is Adam and Eve. We know God created man and woman in Genesis 1 and 2. They were living in the Garden of Eden, hanging out with God. It was perfect bliss. They only had one rule. Do not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. They were living their happy lives until one day the serpent tricked Eve into eating the fruit of this forbidden tree. After she had eaten the fruit and saw that it was good, she gave some to Adam, and he ate the fruit. So because they disobeyed God, they were both kicked out of the garden. A little while after that, Eve bears a son named Cain. Not long after, she bears another son named Abel. These two sons were at odds with one another their whole life. They were as different as two brothers can be. Abel was a shepherd, and Cain was a great gardener. God asked them both to bring him a sacrifice. Cain gathered crops, and Abel brought the firstborn of his flock. God accepted Abel's offering, but rejected Cain's. This made Cain angry, to the point he ends up killing his brother Abel. God confronts Cain about his actions. Cain admits that he had sinned, and he leaves the presence of the Lord and wanders in the wilderness for the rest of his life. After many years passed, Adam and Eve had another son, and his name was Seth. We are not told much about his family. We only know what Genesis 5 says about him, that he had a son named Enosh, along with other unnamed sons and daughters, and that he lived to be 912 years old. Now, I do have to pause here because we will, as we will see as we continue this study, that numbers can sometimes be exaggerated because of the author's purpose. Sometimes the author is trying to prove a point or show emphasis on a using particular number. So we must take that into consideration when we're reading scripture. However, I also believe that every word in our Bible is breathed from the mouth of God. So the numbers we have are the numbers we are meant to see. With that said, it is also biologically likely that humans in Genesis 5 had longer lives, because God did not design Adam and Eve's body to die. The plan in Genesis 1 and 2 was for God to live among humanity and all his creation in perfect unity. It was only after Eve ate the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that the body began to decay. Nevertheless, we have Seth's age in Genesis 5 as 912 years old. A few generations later, we get the next link in our chain. Seth's great-great-great-grandson, Enoch, was born. We know Enoch as the man who walked with God so closely that God took him. He didn't die. He just went to be with God in heaven. But before the Lord took him, he had a son named Methuselah. Methuselah is also famous because he is the oldest person to ever live. He lived to be 969 years old. Before Methuselah died, he had a son named Lamech. Again, we do not know much about him, but his son Noah is one of the biggest names in Christian history. We know him, of course, as the guy who built the ark. When God flooded the earth, Noah, his wife, his three sons, Sham, Ham, and Japheth, and their wives, 
all boarded the ark and were saved from the devastating flood. After the flood and after the waters had returned to their place, Sham, Ham, and Japheth all had children who play a part in our story. But for this series, we will follow Sham's family tree. After the flood, Sham fathered many children, and seven generations later, a man named Terah was born. He fathered three sons, Abram, Nahor, and Haran. Haran died at an early age, but Abram and Nahor both took wives. Nahor married Milcah, and Abram married Sarai, who was barren. We know Abram as Abraham, the father of all nations. But when God first came to him and promised him a son, he was childless. Abram's wife Sarai, now known as Sarah, got tired of waiting for this promised son. So she took matters into her own hands and gives Abram her servant Hagar to produce an heir. They conceived and Ishmael is born. You may know Ishmael because he is the founder of modern-day Islam. Twenty-five years go by, then finally God's promise comes true, and Abraham and Sarah have a son. They name him Isaac. Isaac, we know, is the one who God asked Abraham to sacrifice, to prove his trust in him. Isaac grows up and marries Rebekah. Together they have twin boys, Jacob and Esau. We know these two brothers because of their differences. Esau was hairy and strong and a gifted hunter, while Jacob was clean-shaven. He was clever, and he helped his mother care for the home. They had a constant war over who has the birthright, who gets their father's deathbed blessing. Spoiler, Jacob steals them both from Esau, forcing him to run away from his brother. While on the run, Jacob ends up at his mother's family estate. There he sees and meets Rachel. It is basically love at first sight for Jacob. He asks her father for her hand in marriage, and her father Laban agrees, but only if Jacob agrees to work for him for seven years. Jacob was ecstatic and eager to get started. Seven years felt like no time at all, because of how much he loved Rachel. But on his wedding day, it wasn't Rachel standing there. It was her older sister, Leah. Jacob had been burned by the birthright while he had stolen from Esau. Furious, he confronts Laban, who agrees again to let him marry Rachel, if he will work for another seven years. Jacob agrees and marries his beloved Rachel. Though Jacob loved Rachel, she was barren, and she could not produce an heir for Jacob. But Leah, Jacob's first wife, bore him four children, Reuben, Simeon, Levi, and Judah. Rachel sees this and offers her servant Bilhah to Jacob to produce an heir. She conceived and gave birth to Dan and Nephtali. Leah sees that Rachel gave her servant to Jacob and decides she will do the same. Zilpah, Leah's servant, she gives to Jacob to produce an heir. Zilpah has two children, Gad and Asher. Shortly after Asher's birth, Leah had two more children, Issachar and Zebulun. Then finally, God allowed Rachel to have children, and she and Jacob had two boys, Joseph, 
the one whom Jacob gave the coat of many colors, and Benjamin. These are the twelve sons of Jacob that will become the twelve tribes of Israel. We will discuss each one individually as it, they appear in our stories. They each play a major role in our history. But for the purpose of this genealogy, we will follow Leah and Jacob's fourth son, Judah. Judah grew up and had many children. About 140 years and several generations later, a man named Boaz marries a Moab woman named Ruth. Their story is one of kindness and redemption. Ruth is a widow who follows her mother-in-law Naomi back to her hometown of Bethlehem after the death of their husbands, in hopes of finding someone to provide for them. Boaz, a distant relative of Naomi's late husband, steps up to the plate and takes on the responsibility for them both. Ruth and Boaz have a son named Oped. Oped fathers a son named Jesse. Now, Jesse had eight sons, and the youngest was David. That is, King David. He was anointed king as a child. He is famous for his fight with Goliath, as well as his war with King Saul. David continued to grow, and God made a covenant with him that there would always be a son from his line on the throne. He had many children, but his son Solomon would take his place as king. We know King Solomon because he is the wisest man who ever lived. When he was crowned king in his father's place, God asked him what he wanted, and he responded with wisdom, and God granted him his request. Solomon wrote three books of our Bible, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and the Song of Solomon. He is also famous for building the temple and his infamous palace. He's legendary for all the women in his house. He had 700 wives and 300 concubines. He fathered hundreds of children and is credited with advancing the nation of Israel. After the passing of Solomon, the nation of Israel experienced some serious ups and downs. The nation of Israel split. They were captured and exiled to Babylon, but God brought them back to the land he had promised Abraham. And then 14 generations later, from David's lineage, there would be a virgin named Mary, who would conceive a son by the Holy Spirit, and she would give birth to God's son, Jesus, who is the eternal king. All right, <laughs> we did it. I hope you were able to follow that. I know that genealogies can be hard to sit through sometimes, but I hope that you were able to see that, one, you already knew some of these people and their stories, and two, I hope that you see the connections between each member of our family. Yes, some of these people lived thousands of years ago, but they still but we can still read their stories and see God's provision in the past and how he set it up for the future. I hope that you will join me for our next episode as we dive into our very first story of when God calls Abraham. See you next time on our ancient future story. Thank you for listening to today's episode of our ancient feature story. I hope that you really enjoyed it. 
The episode was written and produced by Vic Carmen, executive produced by Amanda Gillum. Music is Embarking on Adventure by Evan McDonald. See you next time. Bye.